0: Thank you for tuning in to the latest episode of the Scary Crit Podcast, the blackest horror podcast in the podcast universe. Maybe, maybe not. I don't know. But that's how I feel about it today.
1: We (laughs) hope. We try. We don't know. But we're here and we black.
0: I am your co-host, Lauren.
1: I'm your other co-host, Jared. It is still Black History Month. We are still black. And, you know, apparently it was... 60 degrees the other day and so the groundhog also lied so that's what's going on that's the groundhog right. lied it, it was, was a, all lie. a lie she lied Guys, it was all a lie. She and lied. I'm very disappointed because I think the what groundhog was the...
0: confused maybe she didn't mean We're... to lie maybe she was just like I don't know what's happening She's the groundhog is giving spice I'm gonna trot around again because I don't know what else to do
1: so, I will say I have not watched um, this week's episode just yet. Yes. But, um, I, yeah, I, so I've missed out.
0: The person um, who went so home I, should have went home. Dun, dun, dun. A long time
1: ago? Last or, it was just time. Oh, oh, okay. I'll have to watch. Um, it's fine. So, it's how how are you? What's, what's going on in your neck of the woods?
0: I am good. I'm good. I, <laughs> so there's been small things happening that are annoying, but life is life. It comes with being an adult. I am in good health.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: My fiance is in good health. My dog is in good health.
1: Yay.
0: Mr. Lamell and That's Roxy. All I can ask more. how are you? I'm good. Um,
1: I, um, it has been it has been such a long time. I thought it was time, but i I got a new comforter set. I'm so Ooh, excited. Thanks, um, I, I I ordered it on on Wednesday and I got here Friday very promptly. It was vacuum sealed. So when I saw the box on the porch, I'm just like, there is no way there is a comforter set. Why this, is this so this small? Thin, yep. This thin box. And then I was like, oh wait, they must have vacuum sealed it. And they did. And so you know I let I um you know cut it open, let it expand a little bit. But um I just refused. I just refused to put this new comforter set on the bed with all the wrinkles. I just couldn't do it. So you know what I did? You ironed it? No, I bought a steamer to steam <laughs> because I am a 1950s housewife.
2: you got a book and clean
0: and wash everything
1: um, from Better Homes and Gardens. But no, <laughs> oh, yeah. I am. Um, when I go
0: where we don't know her. Absolutely not.
1: Listen, I don't do I don't do wrinkles on the clothing are on the upholstery
0: once my grandmother ironed a pair of my favorite skinny jeans and there was a crease down the middle listen
1: listen (laughs) it is everything
0: you use
1: it is everything. When you have when that, when you have that crease, my dad always uh, he taught me when I first when he first taught me how to iron, he taught me how to you know do the crease and like the pants. And it's just and then okay, we but a crease in uh, trousers
0: and you know how much effort she had to put in to get a crease in jeans. All that was yeah. was
1: love and care.
0: Yeah, that's what she just, said. Thirteen year old me look was sharp today. Thirteen year old me was not happy
1: listen if those jeans can stand on their own that's power i know that's how you know you were you were loved oh don't do that um but it's like when i go to the cleaners and i get um my my beautiful live pants from the scandal collection from limited some years ago i get those pressed um and they have that beautiful crease that line that just oh i love it so when I worked at, we talked about this last week when we, because we both worked at Victoria's Secret at one point of some time. Uh, when I used to work at Victoria's Secret, um, I was, I, my title was processor. I used to work in the back, you know, do the boxes and stuff. But we would also have to steam some of the garments, like mm-hmm. the satin robes. And mm-hmm. we had one of those standing steamers. And I just, I always wanted one because I'm just like, oh my goodness, like the wrinkles, that- they're just bought- gone. And
0: it just, you bought the Fashion Week steamer.
1: I didn't buy the standing one I bought a um, it, it is it is the um, Con Air Turbo Extreme Steam and it is um the large handheld one yes. okay. so um, I didn't buy the standing one yet that comes with its own like little um, mm-hmm. the um, whole hanging thing. rack yeah. I didn't get that yet that's that might be next, but I got the handheld <laughs> for the bed, so I think that's when I'm. I, that, I think that's what I, how I'm going to spend my Sunday. I'm going to unpack the bedding, I'm going to put it on, and I'm going to just steam everything. I'm going to do the sheets. I'm going to do. I'm going to do it all. The pillowcases. I'm. I'm going to do it all and have a wonderful night's sleep in my new bed. My new bed set. It's in the. It's um it's in you know my favorite because i lo- you know i love my creams and browns and um beiges so it's in that uh you know Mutual color scheme and palette. yes i just love it you know it's like a like a like a iced caramel coffee you know or or a warm cup of coffee with cream in it it's just very warm and inviting because my um current one is like the same color scheme but i've had it for a long time it was time for a little change so i'm excited about that but i'm i'm good you know work has been busy um you know but it's it's a good kind of busy i feel very happy to be you know this kind of busy and um my i start doing like the the smoothies and stuff trying to get in a routine with those Fancy. um using my blender way more are my are my nutribullet way more than i ever have but it's it's good i'm i'm trying to volunteer routine with it it's really nice Uh, i enjoy it um because i'm gonna have to really kick this thing off in earnest um because like i said when it starts getting warm i want to get on the 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 track field and start you know doing laps because i feel like that's really gonna help but yeah i'm doing i'm doing good i just wish that um winter would winter because i'm like like i said i'm from colorado i don't know where the snow is and there has been like no snow this winter and it is so upsetting to me and my coats and my boots <laughs> and my scarves because
0: you were prepared
1: <laughs> and some of my perfumes over here like there are some that i i only wear when it's like 30 and below because i feel like they do their most like they're at their most powerful um and their best when i wear them like um Livia Bell. Oh, that one shines when it is super cold outside. My God, today, our youth do. I love that one. I I wore that one today, actually. It's just like a warm, spicy. I love it. So (laughs) I'm doing good. I'm doing really good.
0: good. I'm glad to hear.
1: But let's, you know, let's just get in there. We're going to jump
0: into the Negronomica. Do you want to go? I do. Because as we call this book off its shelf, I think all of the podcast people know how I feel about Velma. <laughs> and I feel like I am a contributor to the second season renewal because I hate watched it. I hate watched.
1: They're like, a view is a view. <laughs> a view what is it? A win is a win. A win is a win.
0: A win is a win. Lauren tuned in on her little HBO account. Here we are. But I watched watched the end of the series so that you and the people who listen to our podcast did not have to. If you are going to watch the series and do not want to know how it ends, skip ahead. Use the timestamps we put in the show notes. Stop here. If you didn't stop here, you have come into spoiler land. And here we are. Jared, do you care if I spoil the show for you? Just talk. Speak in mind. The fact that we have gone all these episodes and have not solved one goddamn mystery, because yes, that's how I feel. And Oh, end, no. And the mystery is, is the fact that Fred's mom is the person in the mask over it. That is not a strong enough plot point. To get So us. they
1: never found what happened to Velma's mother? They never she found her? She just
0: showed up. She showed up in a basement. Hello. I'm alive. I'm well. Thanks. I have amnesia. So dumb. So dumb. So stupid. And then the reason that Freddie's mom is the villain is because she took the, the Jones Accessories Company and made it into a multi-million dollar business. And Fred Jones in the show is such a privileged little white boy that she did not believe he could run the company successfully. So she was trying to take the brain of a popular teenage girl and put it into his body because she thought an ambitious woman in the body of a white man, could do more good than Fred as himself. the 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 fake woke bullshit of this plotline is entirely too much for me. It's it was too much, and it wasn't worth it. And the way we found out that she was the killer could have been could have been episode one. We could have done this eight episodes ago, and instead. We dragged this sorry plot through the mud and the cave mines and the Hanna-Barbera references and the queerness and the brownness and the gain and all the things to get to a place that was not earned. I'm over it. I'm upset. I'm pissed off. And I'm, I'm bothered. And then the end of this episode and the fractions in the interpersonal relationships between the mystery gang have now led to like shaggy doing drugs or being a pothead and velma being velma and i'm just like this is so dumb like this doesn't make sense and i don't understand how we even get to a season 2 from here it's not worth it and the fact that hbo is spending more money on this and not on infinity train is blowing my mind you could reboot the boondocks and i would be exta- for the same amount of money <laughs> you are spending on this shite show shite
1: because they were gonna do it but they canceled it i forgot i know john Witherspoon dying was a part of it but uh something else they just they canceled it
0: i'm annoyed it's dumb don't watch it we can't give them any more engagement because i'm over it and I think a part of the renewal is taking into account the white trolls that are like, oh, we don't need new genders and new identities and new races into this thing. And like all of that aside, I've said it before. I'm going to say it again. This is not a good show. It's not written well. The characters are not developed or are not developed well. And the story is mm-hmm. stupid. It's stupid. <laughs> I'm annoyed, clearly. <laughs> that was my con page.
1: Flip. <laughs> well, I won't well, thank you, Mel, for sacrificing your <laughs> time for the masses to let us know the tea. Um
0: it's lukewarm because the show is lukewarm. It's so bad. It's just dump so it out. Bad. It's so
1: um so for my nigger page i have two all right show of hands <gasps> who here remembers um a little ditty that was a double feature back in 2007 by the name of grind house
0: oh my god shut up of course that was before okay. Rose mcgowan went a little off the rails
1: <laughs> i just love those movies um planet terror and death proof i liked death proof more than i liked planet terror and -hmm. i was surprised by that i was really surprised by that because planet terror was more like i mean it was zombies and action and all this gore and um death proof was more like death proof was very more i would say dialogue driven Yes. and um and then you know the action with the the car at the like but it just that movie was like Iconic. i loved it like when i when i when i used to teach um creative writing at uh, pratt's pre college when we got i think it was week 5 we would do we would do we would, i would cover dialogue and i would use that scene of the girls um at the diner yep As I would use that for dialogue, just to just to say like um, how they could see how natural it could flow and how and what that could look like and like um, and how that could look on the page, but how it was communicated on the screen. Because I just I love I just love that scene. Because I'm I'm I would not be surprised if um, a lot of that was unscripted, if it was just them talking. But um, I know that has to be uh,
0: scripted. There's too there. No, I don't believe. Well, okay, go ahead. Go Maybe ahead. it
1: was a delivery then. Maybe it was, yeah. del- it was just, it was a very ba- like Tracy, Tracy uh, Thoms. Is it? I don't know if the Thoms. age is silent. Tracy. Yeah. Yeah. She, favorite character from that movie, what hands the, the fuck down.
0: Tracy Thoms, Rosario Dawson, Rose McGowan at the time, Kurt Russell, Vanessa Ferlito, Kurt Russell, God.
1: man. Come Kurt on. Russell. Oh. Oh, yes. Oh, girl from Shadowboxer. Yo. Yes. Yeah. That was it. That was it. That was a good time. But I bring this up because after 16 goddamn years, finally, one of the trailers, one of the faux trailers presented... Um during Grindhouse, like when this was shown as um a, like a double feature at Drive ins and stuff, they would have um faux trailers in between the movies. Mm-hmm. Um and my favorite was don't. don't. <laughs> my favorite was don't. And I still I pray I pray that one gets made. But finally, sixteen years later, Eli Ross Thanksgiving is getting a full feature film. This holiday season. Prepare to have the stuff scared out of you
0: wow really
1: yes yes wow. yes it has been uh um spy glasses on it and it is it starts shooting in toronto in march so next month and dempsey? patrick dempsey just patrick dempsey is in talks to star no, make steamy McSteamy and Thanksgiving. Now, children, if you have no idea what the freak I am talking about, I want you, do not do this at work. Do not do this at (laughs) work. This is not safe for the workplace. Do not do this at work. But I want you. (laughs) It is not because I don't want you to get fired, baby. I don't want, I don't want somebody, I don't want your boss to walk in and I'm just going to say one word. What are you doing on your work computer? I don't, I don't want that for you. I don't want that for you. I don't want them to see that last scene before it cuts out. I don't want that for you. But anyway, um, I want you, though, if you have never seen this, if you have no idea what I'm talking about, go on over to YouTube, type in Thanksgiving Eli Roth. Um, I think the first result that should pop up is Thanksgiving Eli Roth, 1080p HD. It's just two minutes and 19 seconds, and it's a trailer. And... It's it's a it's a fake trailer. It's for a movie that at the time didn't exist, but now they're making a full feature rel- release based off this trailer, and that trailer is so it's a, it's a it's a slasher set during the time of Thanksgiving. Of course, I think that the killer is dressed as like a pilgrim, mm-hmm. um, and it's just the trailer is oh my god,
0: yo, it's as crazy as you think it is.
1: Yo, and it's Eli Roth, so you already know it's gonna be, it's gonna be some mess. But um, I have been waiting for this movie <laughs> for sixteen years, and just to know that it's finally been, it's finally gotten financing. It's been greenlit. It's being shot. Eli's on board. We're getting like, steamy. Spy glasses in. Like, I'm very excited, and I really hope that even though so much time has passed, I hope that every bit of like, like over the zany like crazy i hope that they keep the essence of this trailer in the film i hope that they really like everything that we saw in this trailer i hope we actually see in the film and i just hope they keep that same energy i hope they don't lose it if anything they can turn it up but this trailer was so insane like like i said tr- trampoline that's all i'm gonna say trampoline
0: you know maybe we can, i'll post it on instagram
1: That's it. That's all I'm going to say is trampoline, but I'm very excited for this film. I'm very excited for this film and I will definitely be, I will definitely be seated for it. So I just wanted to say, you know, it's, it's official 16 years later. It is getting a full feature length, um, adaptation Adaptation. version release. So let's, let's get into it. Yep. It's your, yeah. Somebody's getting stuffed. Yeah okay <laughs> um my my second um and last page at Nagonomicon concerns horror short story the occupant scares up torrent of movie right bids so i don't even know what i was on you know what i think i was just I my phone does this thing where um because of the test so you know like what google news alerts or whatever for stuff i might be interested in Dang, and i like that and
0: glass onion your phone just going off all the time from the keywords you told it. It
1: i don't know but they just they be like if it's like you know if you go to your google home page it'll be like cards of stuff you might be interested in um, uh, like right now it's telling me Legends of the Link's Awakening is only twenty two dollars right now. And I'm like, okay, that's great. But it'll you know, it'll give me some admission. and it gave me a notification for this. And you know, I looked I I looked, I looked it up and it blew my mind because for one, first time writer, his name is Victor Sweetser. Thirty-nine page short story. Haunted House short story. Not even out yet. Because the moment I read this, you damn sure know I went scrambling for this PDF. Mm Because I want to read it. I wanna I want to know what has got people going so fucking crazy. It's not even out yet, Mel, and it's already gotten so much attention. So it went to market on February. It went to market on February. Well, the short the short story itself went to market. Okay, 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 okay. It went to market on February 9th, and almost instantaneously, everybody and mama wanted a piece. So I'm gonna give y'all the the quick. So this is the story of a 100-year-old Victorian home offered up for free, With the um, caveat, the new owner has to put it on a flatbed and move it from the lot it occupies. The story begins cleverly with texts back and forth between a husband and a wife who cannot get over their good luck to be chosen to take the house. Naturally, we learn there is no such thing as a free house. Um, The narrator is a teen named Chloe who lives in in the town where the home is being moved. She and her boyfriend, Mason, are disappointed to see it's going to be plopped into the shoal. They're nicknamed for the shithole, empty lot where the neighborhood kids go to drink, smoke, and lose their virginity. They decide to explore the structure before the homeowners move in. In a yarn that is one part poltergeist mixed with Stephen King, they learn the house is haunted and its supernatural occupant begins to turn itself loose on members of its new neighborhood with horrifying results. It becomes a full-fledged scarefest. Now, this is like a reverse haunted house because instead of it being confined
0: to the land that it's to the on, the house,
1: it seems to be going out to the entire neighborhood. And the fact right. that they moved the house from where it was to someplace different, I, that's an inversion. And we yeah. at Scary Crit, we love inversions. We love that shit. But you know what this so, reminds
0: me of? When I what? was in, so I was in middle school, I was in South Carolina in middle school. And, you know, in middle school, I don't know if it's true for everybody, but in the South, you learn the history you get taught in middle school is the history of the state that you live in. So my Uh history uh classes in middle school were all about South Carolina history. And Mm -hmm. one of the classes that I was in, we had to watch this documentary about a plantation. And the Mm -hmm. plantation, it was this like sad story, I guess, because. The people who owned the plantation also owned the land that the plantation was on, and because the family was trying to survive as a family, they had to sell the land from the plantation. So the land they were selling it off, and like strip malls were built, and like a Target was built, and all these other things, but that on meant the
1: that land of the plantation.
0: Yes, yeah, so they kept selling it, selling it off until mm-hmm. the shops got closer and closer to the actual house. Right. Mm -hmm. And then Mm -hmm. the people who owned the house, then the government wanted land or something like that. I honestly don't remember. But what a big the the whole documentary was basically about preserving the home. So there was this Mm -hmm. big move to pick up the house and move it Mm -hmm. back into the land that they still owned so that it wasn't Mm -hmm. so close to the shops and things that were in the the new road being built. And it's, I wonder if that is a, if it's, is it a black? I wonder if it's a black thing. That's why I brought that up. <laughs> I wonder if that well, is I, a uh, home.
1: I I don't know. Vic. I don't even. Um, because do how boss would that be
0: picture? that they bought a, pl- a a house that used to be a plantation and the poltergeist is the spirit of one of the people, one of the enslaved folks killed on that property that is like, fuck y'all that is mm. a long shot clearly but i that's I where my know. brain is so i don't know if that i don't a know much agent.
1: of i don't know much about mr sweetser this this is his first thing you know so i don't know much about him but Where did um, the short
0: premiere does it say
1: it i i don't i don't know it just uh, i'm reading from the article i'm reading from is from um well i read a deadline deadline i i am now the person who I hard. I just look up I I have my morning coffee and I go on deadline. Mm-hmm. I am now this person. I I don't know when it happened, but I love it because I feel like I'm stepping into a new. This is this is I'm getting closer to like doing this and where my job is. I feel like I'm getting closer to where I want to, you know, be in life and what I want to do. And so now that I'm being I'm checking deadline, I'm like, okay, girl, what has happened to me? But that's where I first found this. <laughs> they just said it it they just said it went to went to market and I don't I don't know. I don't know if he has an agent, but it's it the story's done and but it's not officially out yet. But I guess it just went out and but the biggest thing though is that it got so much attention. Like Zach Krager. Zach fucking Krager, the writer and director of Barbarian, who sold his second script. Hollywood just sold his second script for 38 fucking million dollars.
0: Yeah, I saw that.
1: This is so that is so crazy. Like, y'all, it is so crazy to know like if you if, if you have a hit, the way that everything just opens up for you. The way that barbarian, like,
0: it's if people believe you're a genius now because the darlings loved barbarian and barbarian was fine, but a genius, I think not. You know what I mean? (laughs) So, I mean,
1: my whole thing is, I will say, barbarian is one of the most original. Original horror films I have seen in recent memory, and also one of the most unpredictable. Like I just, you could not have guessed where this movie was going. The trailers did the perfect thing of giving nothing away, I'll and give basically you, that. you went in blind. I'll give you that. And it was it was perfect marketing because it did enough to where it made you interested, but you're watching, you still don't know where it goes, and any way you guess it, you were wrong. I'm like you just could not have figured this movie out, and I feel like that alone, and in in the 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 delivery of it, and I would say the execution, I would say like that would that would get that would make people want to be like, okay, I am interested because 38 million for his next script, what the like, and he's, I mean, he's been in the business for a while now. He mostly operated a comedy, but now he's in his horror bag, and it is proving to be extremely lucrative, because his next script is another horror film. But the fact that he was in the bidding for this one, they got uh, Roy Lee, Lindsay Beer, Neil Moritz, uh, Gary Doberman, and Gary, I think we know from um, either Annabelle or Saw. Let me see. He's a screenwriter for, yep, Annabelle. Annabelle. So he's in the Conjuring uh, universe. Mm-hmm. So Gary Dauberman, um Walter Hamada... Um, even Seth Rogen and Evan Goldberg from Point Grey like as producers. But I just found out, literally um, just before we started Negronomicon, that New Line Cinema has won it, and Zach Kregger is on board to produce. Oh, wow. So Roy Lee and Scott Glassgold will produce the film adaptation alongside Kregger. So the short story... Has already been has already got its at ad- film adaptation rights snatched up, and the story's not even out yet. I but though I think this happens all the time with you know books that haven't been been released. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, that they that, that this happens, but all it does is generate more um, buzz, interest, and buzz. But I I I got oh because it just shit like this just makes me really just want to shut the fuck up and jump on Word and get to typing because. I, I get so in my head about it has to be this big thing. But at the same time, you know, what What am I waiting for? Um, because this is inspiring. But also, once you see like the shit that gets published out here, you just like, what am I waiting for?
0: I mean, what is the old adage? Done is better than perfect. Well, there you go. Because but that I'm is like, something I, am, I had to I... learn. Is that there there are always going to be people making stuff. And Uh so like when I was in college, I had a friend that was a comedian and we would go to his shows and watch him do comedy. And there was this other guy who was also a comedian that all of the comedians hated because he would do the same set every single week. Uh Same jokes, same order, everything. And if you're a comedian's comedian, you go to these shows to practice new material and try to figure stuff out. Right but he did the same thing every Thursday or whatever day it was every single week. But my friend who is hysterical and is a really good writer is doing whatever he's doing now. The guy that did the same thing every single week got internet famous and ended up on an episode of insecure. So, It's like, what are we at the end of the day, right? Like you just have to have work and you just have to have this, this proof that you can be consistently the same thing. You can consistently meet deadlines and make work and do work and do all this other stuff regardless. Cause I think that's where I find myself getting caught up a lot of like my writing has to be at whatever level I think it has to be at. And that's not necessarily Mm -hmm. true. Mm
1: -hmm. Yeah. Uh, I like I I back myself in this corner, I put myself in this box because I just feel like uh it's not, it's not adequate. It's not good, you know. And I need to stop doing that. Because but the
0: quote that that's going around from Ava DuVernay recently is is actually really nice. Everyone's writing is shit until it's not, and well, everyone's writing is shit until someone says it's not. Is what I mm, got from that. Uh, right?
2: uh-huh, because
0: you mm-hmm. can tell you can write anything you want, like Tanache Coates. He was sitting in his apartment in Harlem writing until someone told him it was good enough to be published. Until someone said, this is great. I'm going to, I'm going to publish your book. And it it takes that other person, but it takes you working long enough to have like books on deck to be like, yes, please publish all my stuff. But you have to have, you have to have that backup of like, yes, this is all the things that I've been working on.
1: Yeah, but yeah, for him, for Victor to be a first-time writer and out the gate, like, but I gets wonder a, who he knows.
0: A, That's always my true. question. Who do you know? Who put you in this room? Who set you up to be? Who yeah. told you yeah. your writing was good? Who's the person that said, yeah. "Oh my God, this is great! I need to show it to five hundred people."
1: Yeah, Uh Victor Sweetser, if if this has somehow made its way to you and you were listening and you would like to come on the pod and. Um, our you questions. know answer <laughs> answer some questions give us some background uh maybe send the pdf because i really i really 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 want to read this like this sounds right up my at like reading the synopsis i was getting hype i mean y'all y'all can hear the excitement in my voice like i want to read this and i definitely want to see it but i really really want to read it only 39 pages and it just it didn't like out the gate everybody wanted a piece i'm like that must and as a writer i can't imagine how that must feel like he victor must be beside himself like my god like cheers to you but i i i really want to read this so badly i i could not believe it wasn't out yet i was really looking after article i'm like where is the pdf and then i read one that was like it hasn't been released yet And i was just like are you kidding me but yeah i'm like i i want to read this i, I want to read Did this when it comes. The out Daniels?
0: posted everything everywhere all at once the script
1: they did oh mm-hmm. snap well i need to read that then i need to it's add an, that to my it's great oh it's great. my god i i love it but but yeah cheers to victor for that but i just i had to i wanted to say that for the because i i am i am paying very close attention to this now um because it just it just and y'all know i love now I I love, y'all know I love one word titles, but I also love like the one where it's just like the, and it's something, you know, where two words, but you know, where it's the, but it's, you know, something like the conjuring or, you know, but the occupant and the fact that it's like, it's like an oxymoron because it occupied, but now it's doing the whole, I, oh, I'm so excited i'm so yeah. excited just it it just it just sounds right on my alley and it just sounds like it has so much promise i need to read it oh and I, I oh i'm so excited but yes that that is crazy that and that and that that's another like almost what infinity stone under zach Krieger's belt like you your first one goes off you sell your second script for 38 million and now you you won this bidding war For this new hot peat, like, oh my God. I just But New
0: Line really believes in him, which I think is an interesting thing to think about. Because, you know, it's it's well, don't we all want to have that person in our corner? But that's cheering us. Hollywood hasn't operated like that in a very long time, I don't think. Mm. You know? I mean, because Bloomhouse is its own is its own organization. Bloomhouse is a
1: vehicle. Yeah, yeah.
0: But they are, and and I think that we're harking back into these like golden Hollywood days of mm. studio backed directors, studio backed producers, studio backed or studio locked in actors, because like Ari Aster is not leaving a mm. twenty four. A24. A24. <laughs> Why would
1: no? They got they got him. They're like yes. Kai they're, West they're, is like not this.
0: leaving a twenty four. Why would
1: listen he? P- the listen the exit? I where is Maxine? Are they done filming? Like where's I don't I, think, need, I don't know. I need to see what is next for our girl.
0: But it's like that's 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 the original Hollywood structure, right? Yeah. Lionsgate would lock in 10 directors, would lock in eight leading ladies, eight leading men and make a bunch of movies. <laughs> you know what you're getting because Lauren LaMelle directed a film with these two folks that you know and love and, and you know what you're gonna get. And I think that we're going back into that level because it's been like that for a while now. Of mm-hmm. A24 presents a Ty West production of Pearl. Mm-hmm. Once you saw X, mm-hmm. you knew what Pearl was gonna be
2: mm-hmm. to
0: an extent, right? And like you that that's why mm-hmm. you came back for it. And yes, it's available on all these different platforms and streaming services, whatever, but we are coming. Because it's A24 and because it's Ty West. So now we're going to Listen, when you see, when people see A24, they,
1: they know, like, they, oh, they know. And but that's I think what that that's want. what New
0: Line is doing. New Line is setting itself up to be like, you're coming here because you know what you want. You want mm-hmm. this guy. You want more barbarian? We got you. It's not mm-hmm. barbarian, but it's barbarian-esque. Enjoy. Mm-hmm.
1: Okay. I can see that. I can see that. I mean, but New Line is also the same um, production company or studio that uh, Final Destination. Yeah. So I get that. It's like they have a... So their brand. Create, uh, okay. With Zach Krager. So Zach Krager might be their Ari Aster. I know. I know. You don't have to go there. I know. But if you want to go there, you do it. Say a line. Say a line.
2: Murder victim. <laughs>
1: Um for those of you who are who don't get that reference, um South Park has begun its uh, 26th season,
0: I believe. 26th, yep.
1: Twenty-sixth season. Um, they started uh I think two weeks ago. Um their first one, uh Cupid Yay, was <laughs> like a it was, you know, taking the all the Kanye West headlines and um kind of blending it with uh Cartman's um imaginary Cupid Little character. Cupid. And then uh their most recent episode that came out uh this past Wednesday, um well this past Wednesday the fif- the fifteenth, um, because we're recording this on Saturday the 18th, was about um it took it took um Meghan Markle and Prince Harry to heed, so um yeah, and man. also was kind of critiquing <laughs> Yeah, and was critiquing um like the like what is and like the illusion of branding like on social media and all this stuff. So yeah. They're so, you know, Matt and Trey and Co they're back at it. But I think the I think the season is only like it's very short though. I think it's only like five or six episodes.
0: Yeah, because the last one was only, the last season was only like, it was
1: like eight. Yeah. Yeah. They're so short now. But that's because Matt and Trey, they're doing so many other things. And I think they have, aren't they still doing like movies for Paramount Plus? I
0: think so.
1: Yeah. I think that, yeah. I think they're still doing like that deal. So they have, they have so much going on. But yeah, I'm just happy the show's back because I did miss my South Park. But um, yeah, that was the Naganomcon, folks. It's a good one. So, um, yeah, so we are going to get into our crit for this week. And Mel, what what are what is our trope for this week?
0: Zombies. zombies ooh.
1: Zombies, zombies, which is a very hot topic right now because even though I I do not call them and I don't think of them as zombies in The Last of Us, but everybody and their mom would be calling them zombies. I don't think they zombies. But the zombie um trope and also sub genre is has been a very hot thing in horror for for a very a long, long time, time but i think there was a there was a a uh you know there was um dawn of the dead in uh the the that was a remake right in 2004
0: yeah the one with Vin rames is with, remake. You,
1: yeah in sarah Polly so that was a remake but then we also had uh 28 days later in 2002 i believe um, and that then tw- and then 20, 20- and then 28 weeks later, um, and, you know, all these things, but I feel like it wasn't until The Walking Dead premiered on AMC back in 2010 That was when there was like a, it reached a different level. Cause then, you know, we had uh Walking Dead, and that was on air for over 10 years. I am I just thank you for you spoiled it for me last week, but I did I'm get so to sorry. The episode. I did get pe- it was funny because that was my next episode. Oh. I-, I was so mad at him. I was so you all you had to do was stay still, but you got scared and you chose yourself and then we done lost everybody hates Chris.
2: Everybody hates.
1: And the fact that the guy who did that, like, that's the reason he died, is still alive in the next season, because I just Mm -hmm. got to that next season. I was like, Glenn, the restraint you show I don't get it. Because it would have been, yeah, I was impressed. But, okay, so, yep. But, let I want to dive into it a
0: little bit more, because... For, like, the past decade,
1: the past 13 years...
0: I mean, but since the 60s,
1: World War Z. Because
0: George George Romero is the godfather of the zombie apocalypse situation. He if it definitely was not is. for Night of the Living Dead from 1968, I don't think anyone would care about zombies the, the way in which that they do. Mm-hmm. And the, the Day of the Dead series is what led to I think everything else on a larger scale. Honestly. Honestly. Mm-hmm. And George Romero and the way that he built a poke, a poke, (laughs) a post-apocalyptic world in which there were reanimated bodies is a different way to look at the way society is acting and reacting to different things. Right. Because I feel like any apocalyptic situation represents a change. In the world, and I think specifically, a zombie apocalypse represents a social change. Because not dead with Dwayne Jones was a very particular point of view and a very interesting way to talk about race and race relations in America in the sixties. Because to have this black man be the leader of a group of people trying to survive. A a undead situation is a is a big conversation. And then in the in the day of the dead, when we're in the mall and the zombies are green, and we're talking about consumerism and capitalism and what it does to society and how we respond. And then one of my favorite moments from that movie in particular is when there's the woman and her boyfriend, and they're in the mall together, and he tries to propose to her. And her response is that it's I'm paraphrasing, but it's her response is like mm, society isn't like that anymore. What is the point? It's this really big examination of social structure and rules and what isn't isn't and what happens
1: when it just it crumbles. It's just right. where, where it doesn't matter anymore. Right. What, what do we have? What do we do?
0: What is marriage? What structure? The right. Right. And what is what does this mean when there are dead bodies walking around trying to eat people? Like that does it doesn't mean the same thing anymore. Um so, and it's it's also interesting in the the way in which the apocalypse happens because like Resident Evil, it was a government situation, right? So now we're talking mm-hmm. about government control and mm-hmm. the, the 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 big brother moment and the long arm of the government and what they can and can't do to to people in mm-hmm. a town, in a city specifically um sometimes it's it's like the world war z moment and it's like it's like a disease or, or like the last of us it's a disease it's it's a fungus it's something natural trying to take back the earth from overpopulation or humans or whatever it is that we think that we've done wrong um sometimes it's chemical warfare like two countries are battling it out and then this big event happens and a lot of people die and then people are reanimated i think the the way in which and the reason. For the reanimation of corpses is as important as the reanimation itself because it goes into what societal structure we that is, it goes into the societal structure that is being critiqued in the Mm. film. Because, like, one of my favorites is Shaun of the Dead (laughs) because of Edgar Wright and how he films things and the way in which the camera moves is so. Amazing. But also, the media coverage in Shaun of the Dead is one of the greatest things I've ever seen in my life. The way in which the news, the radio, the people Mm -hmm. talk about the apocalypse and talk Mm -hmm. about the zombies, and then the way that you see them in real life, and the way that you see our characters reacting to that information and then being confronted with the actual thing, I think mirrors a lot of what happens actually (laughs) and it's a really nice critique on the dissemination of information in a public crisis and the way in which people do not pay attention to the media in that way until Mm -hmm. what they were talking about is like placed in front of you and you have to specifically deal with it yourself yep so that is my spiel (laughs) so
1: so with that said, um, with the zombie trope, I know that we, we mentioned, uh, night of living dead and mm-hmm. we mentioned Dawn of the dead. We honestly could have done either one of those movies, but we actually chose to do something a little, a little more low key, a little, a little different. Um, sleeper, I did refer to, yes, thank you. You know, but you're exactly right. You're exactly night. Uh, night you're exactly right because this is a sleeper this is like a very underrated gym i think it's very like mm-hmm. um and, and it deserves more attention but uh it's it's from 2018 and it's called the night eats the world um it is a french zombie mm. film mm. um directed by dominique Roker rocher and written by thank you dominique rocher sorry it just I don't know where that came from. See, and I was why was and I, I have an I have a degree in English. What the fuck? Anyway, um, and
0: we I we'll put the names in the sh- right. We'll put the names of the director and the writers in our show notes because we do not want to butcher <laughs> the French pronunciation of all of these folks.
1: It was directed by Dominique Rocher, and. Yeah, the writers were, I'll say their last names, um, Guez, LeMans, and uh, Rocher again. Oh, it, I didn't know it was based on a book. Mm-hmm. It was based on a book by um, Pitt Agerman. That's really cool. Um, but yeah, it was released in 2018. It is available to watch for free if you have um, Prime on, you know, Amazon Prime Video. But yeah, um, This is another one of those films where this is my first time watching it. You know, it was for the show, but it was my first time seeing this movie. Um, I feel like I've heard about it before, but I just never, I never, you know, I never gave gave it that much. um, I I never looked at it, you know, I never watched it. But I, I watched it today for the first time, and I really liked it because what? Really got me about this movie, especially with um, uh, along with the trope of the zombies. When we always think of zombies, we usually, with that trope, we usually think of um, hordes. Yes. Like uh, very large amounts of them, chaos, fire, um, death, destruction, blood, just um, and all this action and horror, just all this stuff. But the Night Eats the World was different because it didn't contain a lot of that um and it didn't use it to drive the story it was very the word that i would use to describe this movie is uh contemplative it was very it was one of those films where it was quieter than you anticipated because it was operating on a different level that i I would say I'm not used to seeing for this particular trope, or for even this particular subgenre, because the movie focuses on one individual character, mm-hmm. um, by the name of Sam, and through this whole movie, we're we're with Sam in this one setting, and we and we're just taken through like, because um, he's there through, I think, summer to winter. Uh, that we were there yes. with him for a couple of seasons, Yes. um, like by the time I think the water in the building um stuff's working, it had been over forty days. so we're 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 going we're we're on this um i I don't even want to call it a journey, really, because it, it, he didn't really you know go anywhere. but mo- maybe like emotional mental yes. journey, but we go we're we're with him during this time. I don't wow, do I really want to compare this to quarantine? But just to say kind like of, it yeah, just, honestly it was just very because the character of Sam is a lone character and he's very isolated mm-hmm. and he is being forced to be in this place because what is outside um is fatal and lethal for him. Mm-hmm. So the synopsis of this film is um The character of Sam goes to a party that's being, you know, hosted by his ex-girlfriend to collect um, some old tapes of him that she has, uh, like, in in boxes in in storage in, like, her office. And so um, he gets a nosebleed after bumping into another, well, another partygoer bumps into him. And after his nose starts bleeding, you know, he's in the office room waiting for um fanny that was his ex-girlfriend's yeah. name but he finds the tapes but he decides that he locks himself in the room because he doesn't want other parties goers to come in but the lady knows he stops the bleeding but he just decides to pass out on a chair in there, locked in the office and as he does we start to hear all this rumbling and this screaming and it's like did the did the monster from cloverfield come what's going on <laughs> but he wakes up the next day to find out that not only is he now alone in this bloodied and wrecked um, apartment but everyone else outside of it is now like this carnivorous these carnivorous zombies and he basically the undead have (laughs) when there is no No, more room in hell hell,
2: the undead will want
1: when there is no more room in hell the dead will walk the earth. Such a good line, and I don't—I can't remember the actor's name, but the delivery of it from is *Dawn of the Dead*—iconic. But anyway, Didn't he say that? no, that was not Ving Rhames. It was—it was a different. It was a different guy. He was black, though. He was also black, but it was a different guy. Um, but so he—he fi- he finds out that because um, I think it's set in Paris. Yes, it is. Or is it London? It's Paris. So it's set in Paris. So it's set in Paris, but he it's like everyone Paris has been overrun infected by zombies. He is by himself in this apartment. He barricades himself in there. And now it's just him trying to survive through all this. It's 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 a lot like um it, it it gave a lot of I am legend. Um, especially when he started talking to um Frank was his name.
0: Yeah, the, the zombie in the elevator, Alfred.
1: Alfred. He started talking to Alfred, uh, a zombie that he had found, who had gotten trapped in the elevator. He decided to keep him, and he's like, kind of like it was kind of like um, Castaway with Spalding. Yes, because the does the, the and and like the the mannequin the mannequin from uh, or mannequins from I Am Legend because these are well, Alfred is not an, an inanimate object, but he can't respond back.
0: Right. So all the conversations um, and are just one-sided. Like,
1: Right, and so what do you do when it's just you and you need companionship? And mm-hmm. so zombies are involved. There is some blood. There is like some gore. There's like you know, it it contains the things that you are that come with the trope of the zombie or that you're used to seeing in like this subgenre. But what I think it contained that I really love that I guess I I personally don't see too much in in the zombie genre, at least this long, is. Sam just by himself, completely isolated and going through and making the his apartment, but also kind of like the building um, habitable for himself, Mm -hmm. but also protective. And then how he is dealing with his loneliness or how he's not dealing with it Mm -hmm. and how Mm -hmm. he is trying not to lose his mind. Cause yes. he, uh, it's just like that part where Excuse I just, me. and that's what I love about this movie. It was that scene where he thought he had gotten infected. Mm-hmm. Cause the fucking cat. We'll get, we'll get to that. We'll get to that. He got, he thought he got infected. And so he, he, he had the gun. He had the shotgun under his chin um, just in case he, he, he started turning. and just ended, but yeah. he started to fall asleep He slipped off his 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 chin slipped off the barrel of the gun, and it accidentally went off. And instead of like being like, oh, you know, he just started laughing. Yep. He just started laughing like deliriously, and then the camera abruptly cuts to the next scene. Mm -hmm. And I love that because it's just like this dude is cracking. Like it it was like it was like, Gretchen Gretchen Wieners has cracked. And I'm just like, oh my! Oh my and i and you get so I I felt myself getting very like, watched. I felt myself getting very attached to Sam. Yes. And worried about him. Yes. Because it's like I want I want this guy to make it, but how is he when it's just like this? It's starting to become almost like a prison. Like he's just because he's yeah. it's he's trapped mm-hmm. in there.
0: Mm-hmm. He's he's in there, but he's also trapped. Because to your point, bringing up The Walking Dead. I think that the walking dead and even the last of us has the
1: theme of it is people need people,
0: but those, those two zombie materials have conditioned us to be wary of other people. Yes, exactly. Like, people need people bad, to be
1: wary. Yes, but it's yes. the people that are worse yes. at the
0: end of the world.
1: Yes, and yes, it's always
0: about the interpersonal relationship between other did the same shit too. Right, a Quiet and
1: Place did the same shit.
0: I and so did for a, so did I and Legend for a little bit when he found those other people and was like trying to figure this out. And I appreciate yeah. that in this entire film, we are completely focused on Sam's mental health. It is about yes. the 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 mental strain of the end of the world and the mental and how and what does Being happen alone. to a person when it when you're alone and when ca- kind of trying to else
1: deal else. with that. Right. Because
0: yeah. like the only thing that kind of comes close to this I think is alive the South Korean joint with the with the zombies in the apartment building. But even that Oh is,
1: yes on, on Netflix right
0: Yes But even that is about a relationship because two survivors find each other and then they build this weird thing even though you know the woman is across the street in the other apartment building but mm-hmm. she might as well be on the other side of the world But that is more Could this but-
1: be like Could um could The Night Could The Night Eats The World be about Sam's relationship with himself then? Yes.
0: Yes, because in in all of these other examples that we've brought up, because even like Sweet Home.
1: Yep, that's another one on Netflix. Yep, yep. That
0: yep. was a webtoon for us, and the webtoon is so good. But all of the actions of the main character are motivated by their personal relationships with other people who are also survivors, Right. And then everybody's mm-hmm. reactions are reactions. Everybody's actions are motivated by the need to survive. That mm-hmm. is the, the that is the I think that's why I gravitate towards these stories a lot because of the audacity of survival for me. Because I think that whenever we read a story or look at a story about the end of the world, we always place ourselves in this in this p- specific POV. Because we think, of course, I am special enough, I am important enough, I am me enough to survive the a- end-of-the-world scenario. No one thinks about this side of it. What happens when everyone you know is gone? What happens- Everyone. When everyone who's ever loved you, who knew you, who knows what type of music you like, who knows what type of food you don't like, the, those little things is gone. And you are in an apartment. When, that there, is-
1: when there is no more socialization.
0: Right. And like he's in his ex-girlfriend's apartment building.
1: <laughs> yep.
0: Trying the to. The whole thing was. Figure so out. Awkward how awkward to, to me. How to, when he got there. It's so weird. But then it's like. I I I think one of the things that I love about this movie so much. Is that when he's in the tub. And he's like emaciated. Because he hasn't had enough to eat.
1: Honey, kind
0: of sitting there in the those cold ribs were water. poking through. It's, it's like, what is the point of survival at this point right, in right, the story?
1: Right, 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 right. What are right. we
0: talking about?
1: <laughs> what are we living for? What what is the point? Because with uh the last of us, Joel had Ellie. Because after I mean I I feel like he would have still lived after what happened to Tess, but you couldn't tell me he wouldn't be like. If there, were, he just needed one more reason that he would have been done. Right. Um, but he, but Joel had Ellie. Um. World World War Z was he was trying to get the cure. Um. And what save was the his other family. One? Da, da, yep. Don. Uh. Don uh, the Dead. Uh. The remake was them. They were a band of people that were trying to survive together. Right. Um. And and then it's just like, what do you do when you when you strip away all of when you strip away socialization which kind of carries the the if not the root cause it gives you kind of like a reason to survive what happens if it's just focused on one person cuz usually when you get these uh, the the zombie genre almost demands it to be like almost like a group piece you need more people i
0: need people
1: but i think the the walking dead was brilliant on the parts where it uh in the I think the pilot episode where it was just Rick in that hospital, yes, or yep. um or even um he I mean, was going through the city before he ran into uh, that street full of zombies, or um even um twenty eight days later when Jim woke up in the hospital by himself and then was traversing um London by himself just empty, yes, and I think I think what. I, no, it, it's not, I think I know what I really loved about The Night Eats the World is that it it did all those things, but it did them on a scale where they, they, it was on a more stripped scale where instead of all of London, it was just an apartment building in Paris. Instead of it being a group of people, it mm-hmm. was one person. And it was like, what does survival look like with just this uh there was a review that said um the hollywood reporter once wrote you know imagine 28 days 28 days later without the action the walking dead without the ensemble cast and wreck without the video camera and white knuckle suspense and you'll get an inkling of what goes on in the night eats the world um and I don't I don't know if that critique was being like positive or negative but I'm going to take it as a positive because I loved this stripped down contemplative um like narrative or um illustration of a a man who is I wouldn't he wasn't the I wouldn't say he was like the Sole survivor, but I would say he was like a alone survival or yeah. a lonely sur- mm-hmm. survivor. Like, but it's also loneliness this, and making that like a the um,
0: the, the main, main point. Thing. Yeah. yeah, because the circumstances are also so different. Because yeah. the zombies in this movie are not actively aggressive. No, They're not oh my him. god,
1: I really love the. Pre- presentation or the the characterization of zombies in this they really reminded me a lot of the nurses from uh the silent hill franchise because the 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 jerky movements the the you know the but they they were silent they didn't they don't roar or scream or make any noise they 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 barely they they, they barely gasp but if they hear you
2: they come see you of
1: course they'll come running but they're not but they're not noisy or anything like that, and also, like I said, the movements, because um, we've seen it before where uh, zombies, because like the zombies from um, The Walking Dead, or um, uh, Dawn of the Dead, they would mill around, they would, or they would, like The Walking Dead, they would be um, what's the word I'm looking for, um, not meandering but they would actually travel they would actually be like you'll because you'll find a random one in the forest just walking around or just making its way through but then in uh the dawn of the dead they, they would they would meander. They they would loiter they would walk around in the same area but mm-hmm. these zombies were stationary yes. until they were um disturbed or if they heard something um uh, but so while they're stationary, they would be doing, you know, like the, they were a lot like, uh, you no, know, clickers definitely moved. They were kind of like, what were the one? Runners. They were kind of like runners mm-hmm. in The Last mm-hmm. of Us, mm-hmm. where you'll, you can like, cause you'll kind of like hear the breasts or whatever and like the jerky movements, but th- that's all they would do unless you, you like ring the alarm or something. Right. Like give them, get alert them and they'll be on you. Um, and I key? think, Come I on. just
0: I I appreciate it because Sam is not a hero.
1: No. We're not and so we're not these, even rooting for him in that aspect. No.
0: And it's like in all of these other zombie films, everyone is trying to save themselves or someone else in this grand gesture of like, we will be humanity the ones and
1: to survive live.
0: and persist and to make humanity a thing. Right. And Sam is just like, bro, what? <laughs> what? None of that. Like,
1: It was like, I'm just trying try to figure out how to, out. How, to how I'm going to make my next meal. I'm going to make it to my because next my, meal.
0: The man does not in the apartment doing push-ups every day to be, like, strong. Nope, no, no, sure. he definitely
1: was not. I mean, he was doing some. He was jogging and shit, but you know, he was bored. Okay. Yeah, he
0: was not jogging for help. That was that's that's what I was saying. Do.
1: I kept saying that this boy is boy, bored as, as, as fuck because when yes. he was making like his own little, um, like he was like Im- it, was, it was like he was Imogen Heap, um, in there like um doing all these instruments or making all this like these. He's making noise out of all these like random objects and recording it because mm-hmm. he's a musician but i thought it was a. I thought those are both beautiful scenes because again it was like humanity in a a time where um it basically didn't exist cuz you know it's just it's just undead people but to see him like you know kind of it was kind of like life was kind of breathed back into him in those scenes um especially with um when when sam was introduced who was the um I'm sorry. When Sarah was introduced, which was the um, the second living character that we see, uh, well, if if we're not counting that family at the beginning, but this movie was so, I think it it operated very well and it worked so well because we didn't meet Sarah until like the final what uh, what thirty minutes yes. left of the film, and I thought that was bold because it's like we've been with this guy
0: for so long
1: for the seasons for over an hour yeah, and we're just now getting introduced to a secondary character mm-hmm. but the way that sam was able to both adapt but start to crack under the situation that he was living in because he even said himself like i'm I'm, I'm sorry that like, you're the first voice I've heard after mine in such a long time. Like it's a, it's, I think you said it's a little weird or something. I'm like, cause you have been so starved for uh, contact, communication, whatever, like, cause it's just been you for however long, you don't know who else is out there, mm-hmm. but you, but if you were to try to, you know, you could, he wasn't brave enough at that point. And I don't think he had any reason to at that point either, but, as what usually happens, he st- he started running out of food.
0: he yep. started
1: he he started losing weight. he started to like if if he wasn't gonna die by the zombies, he would die by like uh, dehydration or and starvation uh, or yeah, or starvation. And- but
0: there's so many parallels because when you think of how the film opens at this party, it's so loud. And so all of these people are bustling and hustling and moving around. And then when we when he goes to sleep and we wake up in the aftermath, it's so quiet. And it stays that so way for quiet. the rest of the movie. And it's like that one parallel is it. like God. And it's interesting because you can tell that Sam is so out of his depth in this party. He is an he is he an, did not, a, he's not a, want
1: he's anti-social by nature. He didn't want
0: to be there. He didn't want to talk to them people. I just want my stuff. <laughs> Please just give me back my stuff like and for his survival to be bolstered by his his reclusiveness is interesting because in society i think that is a negative thing if you don't like, if you hate people if you don't like people whatever people are like oh you're weird whatever but that is what ultimately saves him or so we think and then that moment you brought up earlier with the guy downstairs killing himself because yes. his wife died
1: mm-hmm.
0: now we are in and another yeah, and
1: she had already gotten the. she already got infected because if you looked um she was tied to the chair
0: right but so to see someone unable to exist alone i want to say that the other way for the for a person we are following existing alone to be confronted with the death of someone who could not exist alone, I feel like is another, is is deeper into the rabbit hole of the, of the psychological analysis of this movie. <laughs> because I don't know how I would feel if I had been alone for however many months. I didn't know these people were downstairs. And then I find out because my man unalived himself because his wife died. Because how do I now feel? Because I've been by myself. What about, what about I don't know, I don't know. You <laughs> did um, not crave interaction for however long until you find out someone else. like because in any other circumstance, I think that someone would have explored the apartment building to see if anybody else was there. Uh-huh. But Sam didn't even bother to check until those people were dead. I just, uh, it's just, the, the, hold on. Uh, hold on, um, just the, the, the depths of melancholy yes and, yes, and loneliness that is explored in this movie that I don't think is explored in anything else, except for maybe I Am Legend, is yeah, yeah, yeah. so deep and so fulfilling for me to kind of see play out in a film because when when sarah when he I'll shot say sarah
1: oh okay. i want to i want
0: to uh, i want to jump in on this Ugh. when and then they because when i when i the first time i watched it and he shot her and he brought her inside and he she he was like he patched her up Oh, wait,
1: are you gonna say it i want to say it
0: what so, well, I
1: was well. First, first part of it is, I want to commend um, the writers for how they did this because the fact that we were with Sam for like over, we were we were with Sam for over an hour with just Sam, and then in the last half of the the la the last act of the movie, we finally get another character.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: I was like, okay, this is the because I felt like maybe if some of us knew what we were coming, it still, I, I still think it made a huge impact, especially for that's how they met. I don't blame Sam for shooting because it's just like, you're in survival mode. This is your place. It's only zombies out there. Um, and who else could it have been? But it did suck that she got shot. He was with the tweezers and getting shrapnel out of her. Like, it just, because it's like you were just, you just. You some you just sound someone else and now, boom.
0: Yeah, it's a lot.
1: And I want to say on record, is everybody hearing me? Or, okay, I want to say on record, I really do think that this is one of the most depressing movies we have done on Scary Crit. Ever because, because I'm sitting here, I'm just like this poor man i was sad y'all when he started playing the drum set like the second time and started going like kamikaze on that and got a whole horde to try to come up for him i thought i was like he better i said i said to myself he better stop playing before they world war z and uh climb up to that window because that's what i thought was gonna happen Mm -hmm. i'm like this ain't that type of movie but it was just like and you must be so because he had it so good. There were like one, two, what five individuals on the street, Um, and that's fine. But then that you did too much because now they came from like every nook corner and cranny. And for the for them, and when I say them, I mean the writers and also director. For them to give us Sarah,
2: mm-hmm.
1: and then have it turn out the way that yep that basically she was just like what his conscience
0: she she i think i think she was more wilson than alfred was wilson mm. alfred was a a projector screen he could talk to alfred and try to make some and try to make his life make sense because Alfred wasn't gonna harm him. He was just this old man trapped in an elevator that Sam could make believe was something that Alfred was not. I think Sarah is Wilson because it shows how fractured Sam's mind was. Because he created a whole personality for her. <laughs> she spoke to him. Yo, she had a listen. a voice.
1: Listen, they, the degree to which his mental had had sinked had gotten so bad because i when he paused at that door and and started kind of straight and got that i was like Mm -hmm, watch her be mm -hmm, dead mm -hmm, watch y'all pulled an american horror story murder house um violet on me that's what you did I was like, I was like, she's been dead this entire fucking time, hasn't she? And he opened that door, and there her body was, Riga-Morris, Riga girl. It was Riga-Morris, girl. Morris. who's Morris? Um, gray, pale, looking like. I was like, she has been dead for weeks at this point. It's so long. And this but it's boy like, has been imagining this whole time. He he, he even did like another Imogen Heap um CD take. With mm-hmm. her on the vocals, mm-hmm. and I'm just like you're. I'm like you.
0: You're losing it. You're losing so it. So lonely,
1: and you have been so broken up about the fact that you almost had another person here with you, and you killed them. Yep. That this guilt and all your loneliness and your 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 your, your depre- and it, it They just all um, call it into mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. your consciousness now, pulling this hallucination because he had to have been hallucinating because i'm like
0: because i think that if he was so because imagine thinking you killed an undead and then you find out it was another person and even though you haven't admitted it to yourself you have been struggling with being by yourself for so long and then you just murdered your company and said anything to you other than the things that you've been saying to yourself I don't think that he could handle the consequences of what he had actually done. So in order, so his brain manifested her to make him feel better about murdering her on accident. Because the end of the movie, I think is also such a, such a defining moment because when he takes all of her equipment and sets off the fire alarm in the building so that all of them come swarming and then he goes to this other place
1: oh wait wait hold on pause hold on you said the way he sets off the fire alarm so you believe he did that on purpose did he I i would have to disagree I think when he set those tapes on fire because that was him it was cathartic he was burning like I think that was the last thing he needed to do to truly be able to let go and listen to what his conscious this Sarah conscious was saying by you need to leave this building and so when he set those tapes on fire I just thought he set them on fire to you know catharsis all this stuff i don't think he was thinking logically about there ever being the possibility of a fire alarm especially because mm. the building and in, in, in the building in pipes you know no longer did um electricity or had water yeah so why like would the didn't. fire alarm go so off? when that fire alarm went off i was like wait i got confused so i'm like we have not heard anything like that watching sam yeah. in such a long time I had honestly forgotten fire fire alarms well, existed even said, in yep. like the, I was like it existed in that universe of the film. It just never because it had been so, so long quiet. Yeah, and so for him to set off a fire alarm that way and then start scurrying around, I knew she. I don't. I really do not think she did that. I, I I'm say I really do not think that Sam did that. He did that on, on purpose. purpose. I really do think that he forgot about the fire alarm because he looked stuck when it went off and so when and then what happened if anything it did force his hand to jump yeah but I, I do not think that that was on purpose, purpose.
0: I do I think I find it interesting an interesting plot point though because he could never go back to that building no. and in a in a in a world like this right now he has no choice but to start over.
1: Yeah, he that, was that's exactly in what I said. I'm like, you ain't got no weapons, right? You don't know if this apartment has food, right? Uh, like you're, you're completely start over, yo. I and I like... think,
0: but I think that's the other interesting part of Night Eats the World because, in I think in most other zombie situations, we don't see people stay in one place for this long, especially not oh, an apartment building. Know, and yeah. he stayed here for so long. like for so long bath food whatever and so now knowing what he's been through already in this one building and going into the second one that's like right because that moment where he looks at the skyline of paris and it just seems so vast i'm like god he could do this forever he Mm -hmm. could stay in one building for months until he like his mental breaks and he just goes to another one and because like
1: and that's what I thought about because it's just, it's with, with him being just him, mm-hmm. he can survive off food a lot longer because mm-hmm. it's just him. Mm-hmm. Um, like there are just so
0: many things. Wild things that I'm just like, I can't. Rep- because then that moment in the new building, when he hears the noise, I'm like, there's no way that there's other people. It has to be. To me, it has to be a zombie because I don't think the way that, unfortunately, the way that Sam's story is going, I don't think he would run into other people.
1: No, I I don't I know. Sam. I enjoyed the ending though because it was it was optimistic in in a movie that we watched that was so di- hold on, let me finish a movie that we watched where we just went through loneliness depression mental health deteriorate like it was bad it was bad for a minute there but i feel like at the end you heard a sound that you hadn't heard in the whole movie it, it sounded like a church bell yeah it would have to go off by somebody using
0: it yeah that's true
1: but with, i mean again with the with the trope of zombies i think that it did a great job with it by if if not turning the, the turning the trope or you know subgenre on its head, it definitely gave like an alternative view of it and let us look at it from like a different perspective and a different angle.
0: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I just I think I'm glad you watched it. I'm glad you liked it. This is one of my favorite zombie movies ever, <laughs> and I'm glad that we got to talk about it because it's a it's an interesting take on. Zombies its an interesting take on how zombies move because this this and like the girl with many gifts, I think, are interesting ways to portray this this spe- this specific type of ghoul. And the night eats the world, I think, is a really, 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 really introspective way to talk about the zombie apocalypse. And it, And to me, it hasn't really been done before. Because I I don't personally enjoy. <laughs> I am legend. I recognize the foundation that it laid. It's
1: not my cup of tea. I don't know if y'all caught this. For those who have seen it, but I think there was because we mentioned Resident Evil a little earlier in the episode. I think there was um an Easter egg to that because I in the I think it was like a, a son's room, like with the uh, drum set and everything, on the mantelpiece. piece the fireplace. There is a um. I think it's marker or whatever, but it's, like, an umbrella. And it looks a- an awful lot like the, um... um, Is it Umbrella Corp? From mm-hmm. Resident Evil? Mm-hmm. It looks an awful lot like that. So I think that was, like, the, a reference or homage or Easter egg to, like, a number, another, like, you know, zombie great. But, um... I just wanted to say, with 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 this film... And I think what it does really well and really uniquely is it wasn't afraid to, like, let us sit there with Sam in those moments where um, it was both, you know, like, good at first. Like, he's he's making a system. He's finding weapons. He's finding food. Um, he's playing paintball on the, on the zombies who didn't even react to being shot in the eye with a blue paintball
2: hmm
1: So, um, to where he's um he he's um emanciated in the tub. Um he has that horrible nightmare in bed where they burst to the door um and start tearing him apart. Um he discovers that he has shots and he has shot someone that could have been um a companion and a friend that he that would not have I think it would have stopped the the mania
0: I don't think that so. He was
1: going through uh, or don't no, no wait, you're right because we did we kind of did see that where he was so afraid to leave the building and Sarah slash his consciousness mm-hmm. like if you stay here, you're you'll going die. to die or you'll die from uh like you're gonna die period from starvation or from them. but I also really liked how with Sam because I feel like what happens in a lot of these with this zombie trope is the human the human characters start to lose their humanity what do you mean we they start to become feral or mm. super brutal mm. or okay
0: okay I okay, don't
1: okay. I don't I didn't see Sam becoming that um even though he started to look like you know he was he was looking a little toe up he was looking a little like he needed some like sir. You need some help here. You don't. You don't. You're not looking too out no more. But I feel like he was still able to. He didn't turn into like uh like one of the crazies. He didn't turn into someone that you would see on the street and he'd just shoot you. Um, whether you be a zombie or survivor, like he he seemed to still, despite it all, despite even like going through it, he still seemed to be him. Mm -hmm. Even if he was throughout this, he was like losing. Himself. The Sam fun, yeah, from before because mm-hmm. of loneliness and all these things. But
0: I think it was him amplified because when yeah. you, it's cute to Who be shut in when you yeah. want to be. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, if I don't feel like hanging out with mm-hmm. anybody for one weekend that's cute, but I know that a couple of weeks from now I'm going to go see everybody that I know and like have a good time or whatever. I think that that part of you that is is like, mm, I don't want to be bothered gets amplified when there is no one to bother you.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And now who are we?
1: <laughs> yeah. Like what happens when a a misanthrope um is put into like the zombie apocalypse with just themselves? Right. What what are they what are they left to do? What are they like, like I, one of my some of my favorite scenes and shout out to uh the actor uh Anders for this because I loved the drumming scenes. Um, particularly the first one, because his face expressions, mm.
2: mm-hmm.
1: and it was so like they were just so loud, like the music yeah. that in the noise he was making, they were just so like that the forehead vein was popping. Mel, I was like I was still like he was really in it, and just to see him like try to retain what I what brought him joy or what was like his anchor, like pre whatever happened with mm-hmm. you know the the zombies i just really appreciate that yeah uh, uh, uh.
0: it's a pandemic <laughs> all zombie apocalypse movies are a pandemic
1: i also want to give it up for um the writers and director for when sarah was introduced and even though it was revealed to be you know hallucination but when they went through that um y'all didn't make them lovers thank you oh yes Thank you so much, because not every story needs um, a love interest. love interest or the whole. What mm-hmm. it, it just is not necessary. I, so I'm really glad that they didn't make romance a key part of this. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm really happy for that because I feel like it would have it just it would have taken away from the movie, and it was yes, it would have become it would have become a different kind of movie, and I'm not interested in seeing that. What we got, I was very pleased because it was with. about
0: Sam. It was a hundred percent about Sam. Yeah. And not about Sam's interest or interpersonal relationships with other people. It wasn't right. about the external forces that were forcing Sam to make a decision. All of the decisions made were Sam's we're decisions.
1: Were his own. Yep.
0: Which I, makes so much more sense.
1: Like the cornerstone music mm-hmm. had mm-hmm. Um, in, in this film... And and the purpose that it served for Sam, I thought was really beautiful. And that's why I think it was very symbolic yeah. with him burning the tapes. But
0: him burning the tapes, him playing the the drums almost to his death.
1: <laughs> yes, literally. It's like being yeah. the one so loud our, moment. M- music is in like the, all yeah. of this
0: quiet. Yeah. And what that means now, because I'm sure that that was the loud in his life anyway.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: And now that that comes with a level of danger that didn't exist before,
1: right? Kind of like a quiet mm-hmm. place in a in a way. Um, but back to what I was saying about the Indian being optimistic, because you you did you called me on that. I think it was optimistic because we heard a sound that we had not heard in this film before, which is again kudos to it for being so quiet. Like the way they really played with sound of that regard, you don't realize. How much? Like, imagine if you heard a cell phone <laughs> or some shit, or um, and, and it was so weird because when the right before the the water stopped working, you yeah. heard this groaning noise, and I was like, I thought it was the pipes. I'm like, there's no way it's the pipes. I'm like, it sounds like somebody doing a construction, but I'm like, there's nobody there with him. But then the mm-hmm. water stopped working. I was like, okay, it was a pipe, so that's what that sound was. But the way this film handles sound, because it ends with you hear what sounds like church bells,
0: mm-hmm. like someone's ringing a bell,
1: almost. Yeah, and that's like that indicates there are other yeah, survivors. Yeah, and then it, the last shot is the last shot is like a um a skyline of like it's like a shot of like of all Paris. the roofs, yeah, it's like a skyline um that lie like behind him, and it's like. It, it gave me like in this possibilities feel but it also gave me like there there's hope here if he can find there are more people for him because he fucked up with yeah. sarah he he, t- he took that chance away from himself to have to 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 to, to bask in the sanity that is socialization yeah. Um, and so he and he, i think he has the opportunity to, to get that back and experience it again um which will help and aid and bolster in his survival Can i, tell you I the
0: think why i didn't think it was optimistic
1: because oh because it's, it's like imagine are not-
0: imagine being in the middle of a zombie apocalypse at 34th street and you're in a building by penn station
1: why would you even say that to me what that's too much that that just that gave me like i don't even want to girl i don't even go to penn station anymore that's why i take the fucking back why would you say that to me that is so
0: like nightmarish just ride this train with me to the end please sorry and you get to the top you've been in this you've been in this office building for who knows how long you get to the top of it and you have your little grappling hook and you look out over the new york city skyline And you hear a noise in the distance. You don't know where the noise is coming from. And New York City is huge. Do you know how much ground you have to cover to maybe find it? And we've been in this building for for three seasons. Three out of four seasons we've been here. (laughs) How many more times do we have to go through this cycle before we potentially find other people? was where my was where I was at. and I was like, oh, this is depressing, okay, fair,
1: yeah. but again, like I said, our most depressing movie today, I yeah. think because I this is being really sad the you know ending what I the but
2: yeah well,
1: we can do. also use that one because I, I I felt i I felt bad for my boy Sam and I was really rooting for him too survive but it's just like you know what this what this particular film raises is what does sam's yeah. survival look like because it's not you it's not it's not familiar like it is to the other ones that happen in the in, the, in mm-hmm. the other zombie films like we we know we we know what goes on with uh the walking dead we know their purpose we know the the last of us we know uh, uh world war z uh 28 days later we we know all these things but when it's just one lone person in in one mm-hmm. location what do we do with that and so i appreciated the movie for exploring that and i think really giving us like a great i just his descent into De- like his, his his cracking mental health like i really liked it um and i i choose I choose to believe that the ending was optimistic. Choose your own adventure, like, I'm not dear. necessarily going to say adventure. it was... I'm, I'm not going to necessarily say it was um, like a happy ending, but I would say that it's... Well, he did survive and shit, but I think if fucking I mean, but late, what's but it's the point like, of survival
0: you know, if there's no point?
1: Yeah, so, what, so I'm hoping that this means that Sam will find his point. Mm. i don't know but um again uh i don't think there were any black people oh no there were the black yeah. family that got eaten up at the beginning shit but yeah that was um that was scary crit um night Eats for... the world night it's the world uh, it's i really like this movie you guys put put some tea on maybe maybe get a coffee um and just cuddle and up and and, and yeah. watch this movie um it is it, it is the horror it is scary and stuff but it's i like i said the word i would use and i think the word is also on a uh, amazon prime when you hover over it uh is melancholic
0: contemplative um, depressing <laughs>
1: um but shout out to him for um the kitty had it Aww. coming all you had to do was come over here and eat this tuna, but you want to act up, and I almost got killed. You gotta go. So I didn't blame him for that, but at the same time, I actually did blame him for that because I'm just like, I kept saying the whole time, for a yep. cat, yes, for a cat, it was he me, serious. He mad at that part, but
0: things you do when you're alone. Because
1: again, a companionship. Compa- again, and a, cat companionship, a cat is probably the worst no. animal
0: to try to offer you some companionship, but here we are.
1: Yep. But yeah, he he, totally, he was like, nope. <laughs> you got to go. So, I really I really did like uh The Night Eats the World. It was it was uh, a hidden gem and uh severely underrated and I think you guys a should A very check good it out.
0: pandemic story, if I do say so myself.
1: All right. Uh, final curls? I don't have any. Do you? Um um shout out to Keegan Woodard who played uh, another Sam in episode 5 of The Last of Us which aired, you know, last Friday instead of last Sunday cuz of the Super Bowl um cuz H.O. was like we need them ratings but I wanted to give a shout out to him because they did another uh, like a uh, uh, narrative change or or change in the script for the adaptation where they made Sam deaf mm-hmm. in the show he was not deaf in the, game, in the game but they actually got a deaf actor to play him and so the cast and some of the staff learned um, American Sign Language for this but Kivian Woodard is so talented he stole the whole show um, last week and I was just so touched to see You know, um, a little deaf black boy do such a wonderful job in this big show, pull on everybody's heartstrings while just being himself. Mm -hmm. And you know, we always watch the um, you know making of the episode or behind the scenes at the end of the credits and he had his interpreter on set with him and he's just he's just so I think he's what like not like not even I
0: don't think my god he's, he's,
1: he's a baby guys he's so little but he's so he's so beyond his years he just turned 10 Jesus oh wow he just turned 10 oh my god he no what he was born on February 9th 2013 <laughs> 2013. I, I was, can't
0: take it. Get away from me. I was 2013. I was, oh I was, my um, god. I was in god. college. I
1: was. I was, was I a sophomore at that time. What the? I just. Oh my god. Like what the freak? So little. Not, but he's anyway. not
0: even older than a Travis Porter song. Get away from me. Oh my god.
1: Enough. Enough. But he's 10 years old. But he stole the show. Um. And he. He. I just loved seeing. Um american sign language on on this you know like platform and this scale and um he you could tell he was so loved by in and, and so taken care of and 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 just you know valued on that set and um i'm just i i hope his parents are proud i hope his family is just over the moon but i think this is going to um i i think this is going to be a gateway for him I think the offers are going to be pouring in and we're gonna see him and a lot of stuff um get him in the next a quiet place because the next one that, that that just started filming with Lupita that I think is a prequel it's yeah, it uh, a quiet it it's is. a quiet place uh day one yes so it's gonna be the first day of when they came to Earth I'm very excited I cannot believe Lupita is in it I'm in lead role. Come on, genre. I'm very excited for her. But if they do for part three, cast him. Get him in there. I think he, oh my God, get him in there. I want to I want to see him and the main character interact. I want to see it. I want to see it. But he did such a phenomenal job. He just, he stole everybody's hearts. He broke everybody's hearts. Um, and just everybody did a, did a wonderful job in episode five. Um, there were some, you know, changes from the game again. But um...
0: but I think one of my favorite things is that they didn't explain the bunker because everyone who did the game understood what the bunker was and the story behind what happened to the bunker. And there were enough breadcrumbs on the set that were shown on screen that if you played the game, you you kind of could see them and relate. Yes. And, and they didn't waste yes. frames trying to explain. Trying to explain the bigger story of what happened because in the
1: game you piece together the story through. like because I mean, you, you you can find.
0: interact, you pick up yeah things and you get stuff and you figure it out.
1: And they and they did and they did that like they had that that it was a picture of like the, the two police officers like our protectors mm-hmm. and it had their names on it and you can piece together from that. But it, I think they they let it breathe, and yeah. it was like and you got and you got to you know infer. But I do also like the game because of like like you said breadcrumbs is the perfect thing. But that's I love that I they're to...
0: they're keeping some stuff separate.
1: Yeah, there but there that... are
0: moments where if you played, you can have these moments.
1: Yes, but that's what I meant to say about the night eats the world. I forgot that was my last final part. Was what I really appreciated about the movie and what it did was they didn't explain shit.
0: Nope. How did matter. it happen? It doesn't matter.
1: What, what, like, they didn't, he just woke up in it. That's all you need to know. And now, this is your reality. This is how you survive. That's it. Like, they just threw us and Sam into the fray. And, and we just gotta, we gotta figure this out. We gotta fend for ourselves. Boom. There was no reason, no explanation. All we know is that shit went down that night. And I don't know how he slept through all that. That must have been some good ass sleep. Um, but he just could
0: argue that he. Because his nose started to bleed. So you could argue that it's like a virus and he was infected, but it didn't do anything to him. He passed out. His body fought it off. He woke up the next morning.
1: Because he did get scratched, but he didn't get infected. Right. Hmm. So what does it mean if you're immune and alone?
0: Right. Who for that.
1: But anyway, we're still we're still on the final curl. Sorry, y'all. I I needed to get that out. But um yeah, episode five. I loved how they adapted the sniper sequence once because I didn't realize what was happening yep. until Joel got um took control when he yes. like got in position. I was like, oh shit, it's this part. Yeah, and, and I'm just like, okay, wait, wait. Then I'm like, okay, I know they came. But when is the and then from the ground, (laughs) then the truck slipped into the pitfall, and then they just all came off the ground. I was disappointed the bloater didn't throw like the
0: the, The thing. Yeah, I was waiting for it. I was waiting for like the little bomb.
1: I was waiting for it, but Uh, to see his, his brute strength, but because. I forgot what happens in the game if you get killed by a blood or if it if it gets its hands on you. But to see like just the brute the brute strength of, I was like, "Chow." Also, that was prosthetics. I want yes, you to know.
0: I follow the guy who does them on Instagram.
1: It was prosthetics, and it was for like a six six foot six inch like body like girl
0: huge, and
1: it and they were saying on like the Reddit threads that people were theorizing that. Bloaters um are not only, you know, um infected who have been infected for a long amount of times, but it was particularly infected who were either um like obese in real life or very muscular, like the really big, big and heavy mm-hmm. ones. Mm-hmm. And and then the fact that they also took another creative liberty where because these were entirely absent in the video game. A clicker child. That 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 was great. Was fucking creepy. The way she, the way she like flipped in like inside the car, the truck. I was like, and then started doing all the over the seats. I was like, oh my god, they had they got a um. I think she's a contortionist or a gymnast, and I think she's the same age as Kibian, or just a little younger. I think she's nine. But she's an actual like gymnast or contortionist, and she's this little girl. They put her in the clicker makeup, and they they're like, "Okay, do your thing when you get in there." Like for the out. moment you enter, do your thing. And with the with the whole prosthetic song. when I tell you that was some of the creepiest shit.
0: Yep, it was a lot. It was a lot to handle.
1: And and so you know, and then like the ultimate moment episode, you know, where I don't want to spoil it, but you know, where the things happen. Well,
0: if you haven't seen it by now.
1: Bella's the the noise Bella Ramsey made as Ella when uh, as Ellie the noise Bella Ramsey made as Ellie when the shot went off I will mm-hmm. never forget that like that 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 hit me on such an emotional level yep like cuz I feel like that's the same noise we made when we played the game yes <laughs> cuz I'm just like oh my god so and then the when before Joe left and he looked down and he saw what she wrote on his little pad, I'm sorry that I had to take a moment at that. I was like I can't I can't it's but it was much. such
0: an innocent thing too their entire conversation and her believing that that is the way a cure would work because I and- believe it too I was like let me find out
1: that they gonna be with them when they go see t- I was like let me find out they they switch this up and they go lit but nope. 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 And Death that and made it hurt even worse. Yep. That made it hurt even worse. That was like, damn, y'all really, y'all set us up. Y'all set us up like that. Cause I know the people who play the video game were like, wait, are they really go I really was like, oh my god, let me find out. Let me find out. Oh my God. Cause cause they now ne- I don't think um I don't think it I don't remember in the game if uh Joel explicitly offered that like they could travel together.
0: I don't think so, because I didn't know. I don't think so.
1: So for him to do that in the show and to know like they were gonna have like, compa- like it was just yeah. I I just like, but it mm, that was I want awards for everybody, goddammit. it! Um, but it was just so I'm I'm so excited for episode six. I just and I we 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 only have like um, a couple more after this, so we're almost to the end, yo, and I just I don't know what I'm going to do with myself. No one is
0: ready. No one is prepared. Oh,
1: I mean, I have the... I still... Oh, I feel so bad. I have not played The Last of Us Part 2 since the last time I talked about it. I need to play it. I don't know. Work was busy. Life was busy. Because when happens. I play this game, I want to be in it. I want to be like... I want to be no in distractions. tune. No distractions. I want to... Because this game, it requires a lot of me and it deserves it. The so want to be there. The emotional toll
0: it takes.
1: Yeah, so I need to be in that. But... I episode five was another stellar one. I don't I I don't know if it experienced its first dip in ratings um due to the uh due if to it being really- on a different date. I wouldn't be surprised, but like I said, I've never seen a series grow um grow its audience with each episode since like Empire in like January 2015. Like, this is big for HBO. This is big for The Last of Us. Again, with season two having been greenlit, like, we have, there's just so much going on. It's, it's really, it's really, it, it, it is worth the hype. It deserves it. So, I'm very pleased with this show and I'm just, I'm just very happy to be able to experience it. And, um, episode five was very beautifully done. And uh, yeah, so, I know we usually cover this like before uh, the Negro Namicon, but the way this episode just worked out, we wanted We just did it for final curls. So, but I think that was, yeah, I think that was me for, I think that was it for final curls. I don't really have too much else to
0: well, say. Just, uh, podcast you know, people. it was good to talk to you again. Yeah. I, th- I hope you had a great time. I hope you yeah. enjoy the film we talked about. I hope you go watch the film we talked about because it's guys
1: good. it's really good i think um though i do want to note because this is a french film and mel watched it in french with the english subtitles mm-hmm. but i watched the the first version that showed up to me was i don't know if it was a dub because i swear to god they were talking they were speaking actual english because hmm. because uh, the lips were too it was like it was too it was i had to be english so I don't know if they shot two different I don't know but they have a they have the French version and they have the, the
0: Italians with, making an Italian movie in English.
1: <laughs> they have a French version with English subtitles and they have a um English version where it's just English but I swear it was I swear that's what I but that's the one I watched. Um but they have two different you know versions but it is available I think it's available on other platforms streaming platforms too i think by now tv or something but um amazon prime is is where i watch if you have a Mm -hmm. prime membership it's it's free for you but it's a very very well done movie so if you guys are fans of those like uh contemplative kind of quiet kind of like isolated pieces where it's like it's very minimalist in terms of character and setting i i think you might enjoy this one and i want um uh, another one I want to compare it to is a Tin Cloverfield Lane although that was it wasn't just one person but you know what I mean by the end of it it was yeah. but um,
0: it's not a slash and grab for sure
1: it is not it is not that like you do get your zombie violence and the gore and the you know the scares and stuff like that but it is not your your typical one it, it focuses on other areas and and it has a, and a which I really really think it excels at Mel, I did have one last question for you concerning um the movie that I should have included in the crit. Sorry, y'all, mm-hmm. but I wanted to ask you because I was so confused. I was very confused. What? I Keep wanted to soon. I wanted I wanted to ask you why when Sam let Alfred out of that elevator, why did Alfred not only not attack him, but just like walk into his apartment smoothly and just, you know, just chill. Like, what was up with that?
0: I think that there is there's always that question in a zombie film where it's like, like Sam asked Ellie, right? Am I still going to be there when I turn into this monster?
1: Damn, you're right. You're and I right. Think that You're right. That is a brilliant connection. Thank you.
0: Is, is that moment of because one of the reasons. Talking to him for to all Alfred, that time. Is that because he, you 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 want to believe that it's that, getting through to him, right? And that there's a piece of Alfred that still exists, yeah, and that there's something there. But on the other side of that, and the thing that I love the most about the George Romero films is that in the in the original Dawn of the Dead, the 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 the, the characters are saying that probably the reason that the the reanimated folks are coming back to the mall is because of muscle memory and we've seen that trope a lot in zombie films where they
1: come home yeah
0: and they just kind of they're like zoo animals right when when they get depressed and they just kind of trot back and forth their body is just like there's a muscle memory here of like remembering going to this mall, right the routine they remember the routine so they just do it so i think it's that duality of is alfred still there Mm. or <laughs> does Alfred's body remember this doing this action so many right. times that it's just become an intrinsic part of ex- his body existing
1: right because the f- the family that he uh locked in their apartment they tried to attack him both times mm-hmm. but then again he wasn't talking to him like he was Alfred the he Alfred. wasn't spending time with them so right. you're right I, I just thought that was very interesting and. The whole part where, yeah, where he, where he got back up into the apartment, and Alfred was there, and all the smoke, and he didn't, and he still didn't get attacked. But there were also other zombies there. That scene was brilliantly done. All the smoke and the suspense yep. and the jerky movements. Like, because if he makes one noise or one sudden, it's over. It's
0: a wrap, gone. Yeah, I think
1: that that scene was very well done and i really do think it was one of the film's centerpieces like it very well done but yes y'all as mel said thank you so much for listening to this episode of scary crit um i hope y'all take care and we will see you next week
0: see you in the future podcast people